They can be things of beauty. They can be a necessity. They can empower lives, save lives, change lives. They can be found in every corner of the world and have, over the last 130 years, helped develop the modern world by connecting businesses and people and by pushing the boundaries of performance, technology and design. The car has a place in just about everyone's life. Even if they've never driven one or owned one, at some point in their lives, the automobile has made itself felt. And yet, when it was first invented, some saw it as a misguided folly, and there were many who felt it was nothing more than a danger to society. This, then, is the story of a technology that was misunderstood and maligned before it became an indispensable part of our lives. This is the story of the motor car. Opposed to innovation, the stories of technologies that change the world. Brought to you by BMW. When people talk about the history of the automobile, there's a common perception that it began in 1886 with the invention of the Benz Patent Motorwagen. The reality is that automobile designs go back over a century before then, with Nicholas Joseph Cugno being credited with having built the first full-scale self-propelled vehicle around 1769. It had three wheels and was powered by steam. Steam power was the cutting-edge technology of the day, and while it would successfully go on to power the rail network of the 19th century, it wasn't all that practical for a car. Generating power from steam involved heavy equipment and lots of water, which itself weighed a lot. There were some successful examples of vehicles using steam engines, including cars, buses and road locomotives. But ultimately, the technology ran out of road in the mid-19th century. It was around this time that the internal combustion engine was invented by... No, not him... There were many who created internal combustion engines, including Francois de Rivaz and the Nieps brothers, who many consider to be first. Their problem was that their engines weren't very efficient or reliable, and so their success was limited. But when the patent motorwagen rolled onto the streets in 1886, it was the first example of the car as we know it today. True, it had three wheels, was steered using a tiller and its two-stroke engine only produced half a kilowatt, but it created the foundation for the automotive industry that followed. Interestingly, the internal combustion engine wasn't the only alternative to steam. It was a time of great invention and the most exciting of the age was electricity. Five years before the patent motorwagen appeared, a French inventor called Gustave Trevet debuted his electric car at the International Exposition of Electricity in Paris. And he wasn't the only one. There were numerous inventors around the globe, from Hungary to the US and from the Netherlands to England, 
who were also working on electric vehicles. In 1897, the Pope Manufacturing Company's all-electric Columbia motor carriage became the best-selling car in the U.S., and in 1899, the largest automaker in the U.S. was the Electric Vehicle Company. Even one of the early pioneers of petrol-powered cars, Henry Ford, planned his own electric car along with Thomas Edison. Ironically, another of Ford's creations, the Model T, was part of the reason that the internal combustion engine became the power unit of choice. It favored petrol over electric and was more affordable for many. There was also a concerted effort by supporters and makers of petrol power to discredit electric vehicles, falsely claiming that they were more dangerous to operate. As the car started to become more and more commonplace, one of the first hurdles it faced was... What was it called? It took a while before motor car and automobile became the descriptions of choice. Before then, it was referred to as the polycycle, psych, motor wagon, motorcycle, horseless carriage bicycle, and even road locomotive. And while there were a lot of possible names, there were more than enough manufacturers... More than 500 automobile companies came and went in the industry's fledgling years. The first real opposition to the car came from those who thought it was a pointless invention because the world had horses. Why would anyone need a noisy, smelly contraption to move themselves or goods anywhere when the horse is a perfectly good alternative? Then there were those who saw the idea of anyone driving without the aid of a second intelligence. Yes, they're referring to the horse as a real concern. A member of the British Association for the Advancement of Science, Alfred Sennett, commented, We should not overlook the fact that the driving of a horseless carriage calls for a larger amount of attention, for he has not the advantage of the intelligence of the horse in shaping his path. To Senate and others, a horse or a team of horses would act in a similar way to modern cruise control. Although cruise control isn't frightened by loud noises and doesn't foul the streets with manure. Early cars were noisy and this didn't mix too well with a horse's sensibilities. A car owner in the US state of Vermont complained, In my stable, my horses took the arrival of that automobile much to heart and five of them almost died with some form of distemper the next month. My stable hand told me he had to hunt for the horses in the hayloft because they invariably went up the feed spout every time I started the engine. Another automobile opposition group came in the form of those who thought it wasn't a good enough alternative to the train. While others were imagining the possibilities, a reporter, I.P. Ingersoll, wrote, the notion that electric vehicles or vehicles of any other kind will be able to compete with railroad trains for long-distance traffic is visionary to the point of lunacy. If it ever emerges, it will be in a world where natural laws are all turned topsy-turvy and time and space are no more. The biggest concern with the car, though, was speed. A horse-drawn carriage could move at around 20 kilometers per hour, and although the earliest cars could only manage less than half that, they soon began to travel faster. 
in England, speeds of early automobiles were regulated by the Red Flag Act, which required a person to walk no more than 55 meters in front of any self-propelled vehicle waving a red flag. It also limited the maximum speeds to 3 kilometers per hour in the city and 6 kilometers per hour in the countryside, which means you could get anywhere faster by bicycle. Perhaps the strangest opposition to the motor car came in the form of a debate about whether or not they were inherently evil. In the U.S., Georgia's Court of Appeals wrote, Automobiles are to be classed with ferocious animals, and the law relating to the duty of owners of such animals is to be applied. However, they are not to be classed with bad dogs, vicious bulls, evil-disposed mules, and the like. In the end, it didn't take long for the automobile in all its forms, car, bus, truck, to prove its worth. In 1909, there were 200,000 motorized vehicles in the United States. Less than a decade later, in 1916, there were 2.25 million. And today, it is estimated that there are a staggering 1 billion vehicles on the world's roads. Over the last 130 years, they have helped shape our world and continue to drive us into the future. After almost five decades of research and development, BMW is committed to sustainable and environmentally friendly mobility with the launch of a range of all-electric models, the all-new iX, i4 and iX3. Now, electromobility is more attractive than ever before. For BMW, sustainability is not a trend, but a call to action. Thanks for listening to this episode of Opposed to Innovation, brought to you by BMW South Africa. The series is available on cliffcentral.com and the Cliff Central app, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Opposed to Innovation is presented by me, Francisco Mwamba, and is written, recorded, and produced by Spike Valentine at Cliff Central. Did you know the first police chase happened at the same time as the issuing of the first speeding ticket? In 1896, a policeman in England had to chase a speeding car on his bicycle. The chase ended after five miles and the driver was fined for going 13 kilometers per hour, four times the legal limit.